G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigao and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as rubbing sticks together for fire? Have you ever had anyone ask you to pray for them? I work as a minister and I often have people who ask me to pray for them, for their children and for this or that matter. The Bible instructs us to pray for one another, to intercede on one another's behalf. But have you ever wondered why? Why does the Bible do this? I love my wife and son and I pray for them. But surely God loves them far more than I ever could and no doubt He wants to do good things for them. So why would I ask God to do that which He already wants to do anyway? Why would I pray for them when God already wants to do them good? Just after these songs, we'll look at the concept of intercessory prayer and the role that it has played in my personal life. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see, and all I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord.
fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper, He amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. For still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great. And armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is He, Lord Sabaoth, His name, from age to age the same, and He must win the battle. To undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed His truth to triumph through us. The Prince of Darkness, grim, we tremble not for Him. His rage we can endure, for lo, His doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours. Through Him who with us sided, let goods and kindred go. This mortal life also, the body they may kill. God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. I was raised for the first few years of my life in Romania. The country was led by a cruel communist regime at the time, and it would be another 11 years before the dictator Ceausescu and his wife would be executed for their direct involvement in the death of over 70,000. Most people can't see past the communism when they think of Romania in the late 70s, early 80s, but I have a different perspective. 
My parents were both studying medicine around the time of my birth, and for the first few years of my life, my memories were of a small country town called Rosnov with my grandmother. That term sounds weird to me. Whenever I speak to her, I never call her grandma. I always refer to her as mama, and I know that she prayed for me. I would wake up and go to the kitchen where a small wood fire would not only heat the room but also provide a place to cook. The first thing we always did, as I remember it, was Bible study and devotion every morning. If you'd like to see a picture of Mama, please go to our Facebook page. Is it relevant today? The Bible and mission was of central importance to our lives, and I learned from a very young age that Jesus is coming soon, and that we need to share this with the world around us. Now, this is much more difficult to do in a communist regime. I know of pastors who are told, "You have thirty-four members. The day you have thirty-five is the day you go to prison." And I know many who did go to prison, and some of them which never returned. I sometimes think of a pastor who was sentenced to such a prison behind the iron curtain next door, as he refused to stop preaching the gospel. In the prison, he was urged to give up his faith, but said that it's more important to him than anything else. The guard told him if he would not comply, he would be put in solitary confinement. However, he held to the fact that God was more important than anything. The guard said, "I will put you in this cell and not feed you." We'll see if your God can save you now. In his cell, he prayed that he be kept alive if it will be for God's glory. And when he finished his prayer, he heard a small scratching noise at the barred cell window above his bed. Now he couldn't actually see what caused this because he couldn't step back far enough in his cell to see. So he reached up his hand and picked up a piece of black homemade bread. He was really excited to see that God had answered his prayer. And when he was about to eat this bread, he thought to himself, "I could eat this, or I could keep it, so that when the guard comes, I will show him that God is able to keep me alive if He wishes." The next day, again, he prayed to God, and again he heard the scratching noise at the window. And when he reached his hand up, there again was another piece of thick homemade bread. As he was just about to dig in and eat it, he thought. What if I was to show him that I had two pieces of bread? Wouldn't that be a more amazing witness for God? So he took both of the pieces and he put them under his mattress. On the third day, again he prayed, and again there was a scratching noise. When he reached up, there was a third piece of bread. On the fourth day, the same thing happened again. Now he was getting really hungry as he hadn't eaten any of this bread. Later on, on the fifth day. The prison guard came in and said, "Has your God been able to save you?" To which he said, "Why, in fact, he has." And when he said this, he lifted up the mattress of the bed, and there revealed that he had four thick pieces of bread. The guard got really angry. Who is bringing you bread? They're going to get in such big trouble. And just as he was saying this, he heard a scratching at the window. Now the guard, because he was in the doorway, he could actually see into the window, and his mouth dropped open. He couldn't believe his eyes when he saw it. Again, there was another piece of bread. Who had been bringing him this bread? Well, it was a cat, but not just any cat. This was the guard's cat bringing him the guard's own bread, which had been made at his house. 
When the guard saw this, he gave his life over to Christ as he realized that God is able to sustain those who give their lives to him. Stay with us after these songs where we'll continue looking into the idea of intercessory prayer. you come to me in mercy undeserving lost now found your love begins to pour when you surround me with your mercy just when I feel my way is lost and need some light to see Just when I would have given up You go and mercy me Mercy me when I'm falling Mercy me, hear me calling Mercy me like raindrops falling Pour your grace out on me Mercy me when I'm hurting Mercy me so undeserving Mercy me when I'm dirty Wash me
mercy me, so undeserving. Mercy me when I'm dirty. Wash me clean. Oh my Father, mercy me. Oh my Father, mercy.
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM, where we're looking into the mystery of intercessory prayer. I've been sharing a bit of my childhood in communist Romania, and at this point we had left Romania and my mama remained behind. And I know she prayed for me. Are there people in your life that you pray for? I don't mean people that you occasionally remember once or twice a month. I mean people that you incessantly pray for every day by name. In the words of Martin Luther, we should pray for those around us because God commands it. I would like to tell you that I have a direct answer to the question I posed at the beginning of our show. The question of why should we pray for others when God already wants to do them good. But the truth is, I don't. A compelling explanation I heard is that God respects everyone's free will, and often, due to our own choices, we deliberately place ourselves outside of where God is able to help us. At this time, intercessory prayer is critical, as through it, God can intervene on someone else's behalf and still respect free will. Now, while this is a logical explanation, and I believe that this is part of it, I think that there's much more to it that we don't comprehend. Now, if I was to ask, how many people listening today know how a refrigerator works? How many of you are familiar with the vapor compression cycle and the exact inner workings of a refrigerator and how it keeps our food cold? I'm guessing that many of our listeners are not all that familiar with the vapor compression cycles. Would it then be safe to assume that those who don't know how a refrigerator works don't use refrigerators because, well, they don't know how they work? Would that be a reasonable assumption to make? Well, no. That'd be a silly assumption to make. You don't need to know how something works in order to use it. You just need to know that it works. We all use numerous devices every day that we don't know exactly how they work. I have very little knowledge of how my phone works, but that's not really important. It's not important for me to know how it works. I just need to know that it works. It's the same with intercessory prayer. We don't need to know exactly how it works for it to benefit us. We just need to know that it works. And of this, we have many examples in the Bible. One of my favorites is found in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32, which reads, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. It appears that for some reason Satan thought he had the right to ask to sift Peter as wheat. And it seems that if Jesus had not prayed for him, this permission would have been granted him. When prayer is offered on someone else's behalf, it can significantly alter the course of events in their life. After these songs, we'll hear of a major event in my life which I believe intercessory prayer was a lifesaver. For me he was forsaken For me he died my sin forever taken, that I might be His own. The holy heart was broken, sent from the Father's side. 
The Son of God forsaken, the holy sacrifice. The holy lamb was stricken, abandoned and He bore the world's affliction, he bore it as his own. For me he was forsaken, for me he died alone, my sin forever taken. I might be his own. Oh, oh, oh. And when I, my heart is broken, torn by I, my sin and pride, I, the sun. Age to age. 
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? You're listening to Maria Studio, and today we're looking at intercessory prayers. Now, despite my mama's prayers, after coming to Australia, I lost my way. I quickly got trapped in a world of drug and alcohol abuse, and what made things worse was by the time this happened, my mama had immigrated to Australia and got to see firsthand what her grandson had become. I look back at this time with such a heavy heart and I cannot imagine the pain I put my family through. But I can tell you that my mama's prayers were not in vain. I don't know exactly how intercessory prayer works, but I do know that it works. One day when I was 18 years old, I was leaving school and I was driving a white Nissan Exa. As I was driving, the car next to me started revving up its engine and I did the same. When he saw that I did this, he ran the red light and I quickly ran the red light after him. When we got to the next intersection, he again ran the red light. Now I knew there was a red light camera there, so I didn't run that red light. But as soon as it turned green, I began my pursuit. The last thing that I remember was that I was travelling at 195 kilometers an hour in a 70 zone and I lost control of my car. I impacted a tree at 145 kilometers an hour. 
The car had no airbags. The dashboard was broken in half. The steering wheel was shattered. And one of my teachers recognized my car. And he said that the fire brigade and ambulance cut me out of the car. And by the time the police had arrived, I was gone. When the police saw the wreck, they asked, Where's the corpse? I was in a coma for a few hours, but besides a few stitches on my top eyelid, I had no broken bones. I believe that the fact that I survived such an accident was a direct answer to my mama's intercessory prayers. Another time I was driving back from Geelong. Now, I was doing something really stupid at the time. This seemed to be one of my habits. Doing something stupid, that is. I had drunk a large amount of alcohol and I had taken a cocktail of tablets. 103 tablets in total. Predominantly sleeping tablets and opioids. Now, unsurprisingly, I soon began to feel very sleepy and I thought to myself, I need to pull over or else I'll fall asleep at the wheel. However, I said, no, 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 there's a McDonald's coming up. I'll pull over in the car park and I'll sleep there. And I continued driving. And then I fell asleep. I still remember waking up and being in shock and not understanding where I am. When I got my bearings, I realized that I had traveled to the other side of Melbourne while I was sleeping. Now, who was driving the car at this time? I know it wasn't me. I believe that this again is an answer to the intercessory prayers on my behalf. Stay with us after the break where we'll wrap up our show on intercessory prayer. Fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it Mount of thy redeeming love Here I raise my Ebenezer Here by thy great help I've come And I hope by thy good pleasure Safely to arrive at home Jesus sought me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God He to rescue me from danger Interposed his precious blood Oh, that day when freed from sinning I shall see thy lovely face Clothed then in blood-washed linen How I'll sing thy sovereign grace Come, my Lord, no longer tarry Take my ransom soul away Send thine angels 
now to carry me to realms of endless day. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I am constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts Oh, oh, oh. 
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. Today we've been looking at intercessory prayer and how this has been a critical part of my life and how it's helped bring me to where I am today. I thank God that he woke me up while my mama was still alive to see what God can do with a broken sinner. I praise him for this privilege, but this is not always the case. I have a good friend who is studying theology with me. And the reason I think we're such good friends is because we share a similar past. He also left the Lord and got deceived by drugs. He told me the story of how he had got caught up in this lifestyle so bad that he had reached a point where he would go and collect food from rubbish bins. His parents, both devout Christians, prayed earnestly for him. But as I know my family had at many times, they had lost all hope. In fact, when his parents were getting on in years, they went to buy some land at the cemetery. But they bought land for three, as they were so convinced they would bury their son before they died. However, that didn't happen. They continued praying for him for 20 years. And then they died. And they don't know. I would love to be next to him on Resurrection Day and see the look on his parents' face when they see the answer to their prayer standing before them. I would love to have the privilege to see this. I would like to offer a word of encouragement to those who are listening who have children who have left the Lord. While there's life, there is hope. No one could foreseen what would have happened in my life. No one would have ever thought that one day God would lift me up from the hole I had dug myself in. Who would have thought that one day I would pray to God for a child I can raise in His honor? Who would have thought that one day I would be working for Him in ministry? Who would have thought that my friend who was eating from the dumpster would one day become a minister in WA? I encourage you, don't stop praying earnestly for those you love because God is not deaf like Baal. He hears you. I know it can be discouraging. While I don't know what it means to pray for countless years like some of you, I have friends who I also pray for daily. And I think to myself, how is God going to answer this prayer? They seem so far gone. It's ironic. I should know better than anyone that when God reaches out his hands, there is no one too broken he cannot heal. My tata was talking to me not long ago and he said, You know, Marius, you were gone for so long. And during that time, Mama prayed for you. And I said, yes, I know, and I'm very grateful. He said to me, there's one thing you don't know. And Mama would never tell you. She not only prayed for you, but she fasted for you every Wednesday for 15 years. I know that one day we'll be together in heaven and we'll be walking hand by hand. And people will be coming up to me and asking me, Marius, How did you get here? And I will first tell them of the wondrous love of Jesus and the price that he paid for me. And then I will turn to her and say, And she prayed for me. 
We thank you for listening today and don't forget to visit our Facebook page Is It Relevant Today and give us a big thumbs up or you may like to visit our new YouTube channel also called Is It Relevant Today where we have video presentations on topics including Can God Be Trusted and Creation v Evolution. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigau. God bless and I hope you have a magnificent day.
Let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. You've been listening to Is It Relevant Today? If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? But for now, thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I love to tell the story T'will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and His love